Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me, too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hi there. I'm here today with Dr. Stephen Ezra West, aka Dr. EZ. Dr. EZ is a top researcher, developer, and teacher of the causes, prevention, and reversals of the most crippling and painful and killer diseases on the planet. And he has agreed to talk today with us about some of the ways that menopause affects our bodies and some of the things that we can do to make our, our lives better. So in this short little segment, I'm going to ask you, Dr. Easy, for the best, let's say three top tips for helping women get through some of the things that happen to them during perimenopause and afterwards during postmenopause. Sounds good. Top three best tips. That's pretty easy for me. And um, as far as there's a lot of moving parts to our health and everything is really interconnected, but there's, uh, I'm used to talking about the real master keys. Like there's a master key for the whole branch of our tree of life that produces all the fruits we call hormones. And that'll be one of the things that I'll be recommending. And it's something that doctors have been saying for years, but it's been really difficult for a lot of people to go there without getting injured. And that's uh, that's high intensity exercise. They've been saying it for hormone release. They've known that that'll, that'll help increase our hormones that our own body is capable of producing. And uh, I'm going to talk a lot about hormones. I'm going to talk about the immune system and uh, the role that our endocrine glands actually play energetically, too. And all, how many healing arts just have to do with energy is a master key. And those endocrine glands are also supposed to be producing the energy side of the equation that helps keep things flowing in a healthy environment of the cells. And so uh, some of my strong points are terrain theory, which is all about the healthy versus the disease environment of the cells where cells break down. And that has a lot to do with menopause because everything being interconnected. I just talked to another uh, woman doctor who's a PhD who says it's all about the buildup of toxicity and the breakdown of, of uh, the life process of the cells where they just start malfunctioning. So um, I know when we definitely, when we create the purification where, where life processes just turn back on again, the negative symptoms just tend to disappear. So mm -hmm. uh, there are some basic ways that we can activate that. And then there's the genetic side of the equation. And it's interesting that the genetic master key that, that regulates 
all the things that were that are disease mechanisms genetically, and the hormone side of the equation, those shut off around the age of 20 and 22. And they basically take a nosedive and then level off to about nothing until people die. And so there are ways that we've found to flip the switch and turn them right back on again. And really, it's a major overhaul of everything that makes us who we are and what we are when people learn how to do that. So it's easy for me to pick like I said, the three, you know, three master keys, what I'm used to talking about. Okay. So, so tell me the master keys. So uh, we have master keys with our lymphatic system. Everything is connected with the lymphatics. We have more lymph vessels and blood vessels and more lymph mm-hmm. and blood. And to most lay people, this is big new information because they didn't learn about it in the public school system. It's in the medical text. It's actually uh, problem is, out of every 200 pages, there's less than one page dedicated to the lymphatic system. Right. And that's through all the textbooks of anatomy, pathology, physiology. And then unless you end up getting lucky with Dr. Arthur C. Guyton, who wrote the medical textbook of physiology, who is a student of Hyman Samuel Merson. Hyman Samuel Merson was on my father's advisory board till the day he died. But there are some people who have been more in the know who found those uh, truths and this, uh, the truth is you have a whole other set of vessels in your body that is your purification system, that is your immune system, right. that's there to clean house, that's there to maintain what is a healthy environment is actually a subpressure environment, according to Guyton. He's the one who proved that. Put collapsible vessels around the spaces of the cells. Prior to that, they're using a metal needle to get a, a pressure reading. They'd always get a zero pressure reading. But he found out it's a, actually a negative Pressure is the healthy environment. Now, all the diseases are a positive pressure blowout. We know the bloodstream is a positive pressure system. And the, the lymphatic system, those vessels work on negative or sub-pressure principles. It's a one-way circulatory system. And we lose the whole... See, see, the majority of the blood is water. And that's held there by something called blood proteins. Just like a single cell of a chicken egg is surrounded by the main blood protein is albumin. It's the same protein that's in a single cell of a chicken egg that surrounds it, that holds that water. It's also the main carrier for all the nutrition. So that's loaded with all the nutrition that that stem cell, which is what it is in the the chicken egg, everything that it needs to create a whole living chick, breathing, heart beating, without even any external source of oxygen. And I can tell you, I know a lot about cellular physiology, what I call, when I start talking about efficiency, restoring efficiency and functionality, I can talk about it in ways that most people have never heard of before, how this this chicken egg doesn't waste any oxygen because it recycles the byproduct from oxygen right back to oxygen so efficiently that it's just not wasted. There are mechanisms in our system that create that. And when I learned it, I was like, wow, that's the most powerful oxygen therapy I've ever heard of. Mm -hmm. And it's built within us. Our body is created to be super efficient with ATP, which is it right. takes glucose and oxygen to make ATP in the mitochondria, that adenosine triphosphate is the, the fuel for most cells. It's what turns on what my father discovered, the engine, the sodium potassium pump that generates the power for the right. eyes to see, the heart to beat. If it's a muscle fiber, all it does is contract or relax. That's all muscle fibers do is contract or relax. And it depends on what position this sodium potassium pump is in. So uh, he wrote formulas, basically a basic formula for what shuts it off and a basic formula for how to turn it back on with his physics background, and then a 31-step equation on how that works. And we're talking about the cause of the problems, the secrets, the solutions, and everything we continually, continually learn, which we never stop learning, it all ties into it. It lines up perfectly. It doesn't contradict. That's good science. Doesn't uh, 
good science, when new discoveries are made, it doesn't just contradict everything that we've learned along the way. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question here. So if our lymph system is one of the main keys to better health, dealing with some of our symptoms, symptomology, what can a woman do? And and you talked about high intensity exercise. What other kinds of ways can we stimulate that lymph system? I know that it's you know, I've done a little bit of research, really little, but I know that it needs movement to pump it. So what are some of the ways that we can boost up our our lymph system circulation? I knew there was a- So the main lymphatic vessel, the the largest one, is comes up right in between the lungs. Uh-huh. It's a one-way circulatory system to put the fluid back in the bloodstream. At the base of the neck, there's a subclavian vein on both sides. And when you take a deep breath, go ahead and do that. The lungs put pressure on that thoracic duct, make it shoot like a geyser, like an oil well. It should be springing up into everlasting life with every deep breath that you take, and it doesn't cost anything to do that. We have our own internal fountain of youth right there under our nose. Now, that clears the way and it creates a sub pressure from here throughout the rest of the whole system. You can start activating lymphatics throughout your whole body just with deep breathing. Just with deep breathing. 100% of the deaths of of COVID and any coronavirus are basically terminal inflammation because this positive pressure blowout is so bad around the cells until finally it starts filling up the lungs. But if people knew the right deep breathing techniques, it keeps the lungs clear at the same time. If you know the right techniques, you're going to keep enough fluid off the body where the lungs just don't fill up with fluid. That's in the last stages where the body's just blowing out so bad. It starts just giving away to that positive pressure blowout once you get enough this uh, inflammation. Every itis is inflammation, by the way. Right. And the word tumor comes from this Latin origin, tumere, which means to swell. It's the same thing. You can't have either one without this trapped albumin we've been talking about around the cells. So that is the main aspect of terrain theory that is uh, whether there's inflammation or not. You know, that's the disease environment versus a healthy environment. And it's uh, automatically tied to whether it's a positive pressure blowout or whether we're in a sub-pressure environment where the cells are in the sub-pressure, they get the oxygen and nutrients from the bloodstream. There's a dissipation that happens and their life processes turn on. And when they fall out of that, you know, moving, they say living water is flowing water in nature. If it's flowing, the a uh, hundred years ago, we had to know where to go to get water that wouldn't just kill us. And this is more of our common knowledge, our common sense inside the body. It's sort of the same way, wherever it's continually flowing, it's healthy, wherever it's stagnant, then everything starts to putrefy. So there's a certain age where this has been happening as the uh, the processes break down, but starting with just deep breathing and bouncing on a mini trampoline, they're all the lymph vessels are lined with one way check valves that close at the bottom of the bounce and open at the top. Oh it doesn't God. have a heart that beats like the bloodstream does, and these one way check valves are part of it. So when a baby cries, the mother bounces it, natural instinct, and they're activating those one way check valves. Baby feels better, stops crying. Perfect. It feels good. How many of us felt great jumping on the bed when we were kids? <laughs> Now, this is a lot easier to do than the high-intensity exercise that what the doctors haven't really been laying out is a very well-thought-out plan to show people how to transition from where they are. Most people, big trouble. 
they haven't been living up to those principles. If we were like the Tarahumara Indians, they're born runners. They can run 150 to 200 miles without rest. They're conditioned for it, right? And they do it out of necessity. It's part of how their tribe works. And most of us, if we think of health as energy, we call them healthy. What are we? But most of us would really hurt ourselves really bad trying to go out and hit the hard surface the way that they're doing it all the time. But if we transition, there is a way we can actually, first of all, focus on our purifying ourselves and build up to where we can safely go into more and more of we're meant to be more high performance beings. We're actually designed for pushing ourselves into failure. That's what I want to talk about next. Okay. And it happens safer on a mini trampoline than hitting the hard real miracle. Okay, so we're going to pause right here. And Dr. Easy, I can't wait to have you back and talk a little bit more about all of these things. So can you tell our listeners where they can find you online to find out more about this fascinating, this particular fascinating topic? (laughs) ZeroDisease.com is one of my main websites. And then there's ClaritiUniversity.com. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put those in the show notes and they'll be able to look you up and find out more about, in specific, the lymphatic system and how they can start to re-energize through this lymphatic system that you've been talking about. This has been fascinating and I can't wait to have you back again. Awesome. Can't wait to come back. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download five tips to get better sleep tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you.